0: You are listening to the Healing Pact Podcast, a place where women of color come to share their stories and their revelations. I'm talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Here, we highlight resilience, as well as validate and normalize real emotions and experiences. We push each other to be our best selves, a beacon of hope, and an advocate for change. I am your host, Melina Sadler, licensed clinician, mom of one, and a survivor of childhood sexual assault. It is my mission to get women comfortable talking about their trauma, as I believe sharing our stories can encourage others to speak up and be real about our mental health. As women of color, we need to recognize how our identity plays a role in our past suffering. However, it also equips us with everything that we need to push through the hard stuff. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to keep up with all the new releases of new episodes. Thank you so much for listening. Be well and be encouraged. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Healing Pack Podcast. This is your host, Melina Sadler, licensed mental health counselor in the state of New York and licensed professional counselor in the state of Connecticut. And I'm coming to you guys today with another episode. As I stated last week, April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, and I wanted to touch on a few topics that have come to mind based on my own experiences, my work with clients, and also just things that I've been seeing in social media, in the news, etc. So in my opinion, I would say that we are all somewhat exposed to some portion of sexual trauma, not necessarily as your own experience, but We've either seen it on TV, in movies, we hear about it in music, we hear some of our favorite celebrities talk about their previous experiences, and what I wanted to talk about today was just the fact that survivors of sexual assault often have different reactions to the assault that took place, and a lot of times this happens because it depends on who the abuser was. Sometimes this person is someone that is very close to you that you may not have expected. Sometimes it's a family member or an extended family member. Sometimes it could be a coworker, even a student, if you're a teacher, a client, unfortunately, most times a sexual assault takes place. It usually takes place at the hand of someone that you already knew and um Due to that, sometimes there are a lot of different reservations and different feelings, sometimes even mixed emotions that pop up after this happens. Something that I hear often with the clients that I work with is usually this feeling of confusion and wondering what is the right way to act after something like this happens. And the short answer is there is no right way to act. However, you feel about... Having this experience is your experience and your feelings to have. It's not for anyone to try to dictate how you should feel or to try to push you in one way or another. You all most likely know that most survivors of sexual assault do not report sexual assault for many reasons, you know, confusion, um, sometimes loyalty to the person that abused them, sometimes just fear of the extra attention that might be brought to their life, the drama that it might cause in their peer groups, in their family systems. And all of those reasons are very valid. I'm not here to judge. And as a survivor myself, I know firsthand that it can be very difficult. And I, for one, did not speak about my experience for many, many years. I did not trust anyone with that information and I suffered through it alone When it happened the second time, I had the same reaction. And for the most part, nobody really knew anything had happened to me because I did my best to try to live a normal life after. And I know that that's the same story for a lot of individuals out there that have experienced that. I also want to make sure that I note that sometimes your sex and your gender plays a role in how you perceive your trauma, I haven't worked with many men, but I do know that a lot of men do not talk about their trauma because of societal standards and perceptions of what a man is and how he's supposed to be capable of protecting himself. A lot of times we see things in the news such as statutory rape cases where a teacher may have taken advantage of a minor maybe this teacher got pregnant and that's how the news broke and unfortunately we live in a society where a young man like that if heterosexual would be praised for being able to sleep with their adult teacher because maybe she's hot or what society would consider to be beautiful that's an accomplishment And a lot of men that I know have sexual experiences with older women. And that's how they felt. They truly learned what sex is outside of pornography. And for a lot of men, that's normalized. That's not seen as something that is bad. That is not seen as something dangerous. But If you put the shoe on the other foot and a young woman was to have a sexual experience with an older man, it's automatically seen as rape. And unfortunately, that's just the bias that we deal with in in our society on a regular basis. The fact of the matter is, it's all wrong. It doesn't matter if the minor decides to have this consensual situation. It is still wrong. Developmentally, they are not in the same place. Environmentally, they are not in the same place. And it is the responsibility of the adult to know better. So, when it comes to feelings after, some of the things I hear also is this need to have a normal relationship with the person that caused them harm. And a lot of people would judge survivors and ask them if they're crazy. They will try to justify the abuse. And state that if they're not feeling bad about it, or they're not feeling depressed about it, or if they are not fearful of this person, then maybe the rape did not take place. And that's just simply not true. When you think about trauma and what it does to the body, what it does to the brain, what it does to your DNA, you will have a better understanding of how the body tries to protect itself from harm. And a lot of the times... People who have been perpetuated by these issues will file away these traumatic incidents just for the sake of trying to live a normal and peaceful life. You might see some individuals stay in communication with their rapists. Some may even become romantically involved and have consensual sex with their rapists moving forward because for them, it helps them process what took place. If for some reason this individual is in denial, sometimes having this consensual, what appears to be a romantic relationship, makes them feel like the person didn't mean it, that this person would never hurt them, um, this person would never intentionally go out of their way to cause them harm, but it does not negate what took place. The fact of the matter is, if you did not want to have sex, if you were not in your right state of mind, if you were under the influence, it was still considered rape. It's still considered sexual assault. And that's not to say that you have to hate the person after. I know that sometimes that seems like the easiest thing to do, but there are definitely people who Will try to remain status quo. They might avoid the person, but sometimes this person is in their peer groups and they're not comfortable talking about it with their other peers. Because they might feel like they are forcing their peers to choose a side, to believe them and not the other person. And sometimes it can be hurtful to have your closest friends believe the other person or to justify the behavior by saying something along the lines of, well, when they flirted with you, you didn't really push them away. You never told them that you were in a relationship. You never told them that you weren't interested. So how were they supposed to know that they couldn't try to be intimate with you? And that's just simply not okay. But these are the things that happen on a daily basis. And these are some of the reasons why people who have been sexually assaulted do not want to speak up because they are fearful of what other people are going to think. A lot of times they're already beating themselves up. They don't need the world to beat up on them too. So when it comes to things like wondering if you should have a conversation with your rapist, wondering if you can resume normal life and continue to maintain a positive relationship with your rapist, wondering why you miss your relationship with them, wondering if there's maybe more you should have done, or maybe you shouldn't have drank too much, or maybe you shouldn't have been alone with them in a room. These are all things that may be swirling around in their head. And usually when I speak to survivors, especially my clients, I always tell them to please give themselves some grace, some compassion for doing what they felt was right in the moment. Whether they decided to separate from this person, whether they felt like they needed to play along for a little bit for the sake of peace, they are not wrong. And it is nobody's job to tell anyone how they should be processing it. If someone comes to you and they tell you that they've been sexually assaulted, then they've been sexually assaulted. It's not your job or your role to sit there and pick apart their experience and try to make sense of what happened. If this person feels violated, then they were violated. Whether they were penetrated, whether they had oral sex performed on them or whether they were penetrated by fingers and not necessarily like a penis or a toy or anything like that. It does not change the outcome. This person felt violated, and you need to first validate that feeling. If they want to go into the details of what happened to them, that is their right. If they do not want to, that is also their right. If they want to report it, that is their right. If they choose not to, that is also their right. What you can do as a supportive friend or a family member, a peer, or a colleague is to encourage them to get help if they feel like they need it. Some people do not go to therapy right away because they don't know how to make sense of what happened. A lot of times they might be engaging in self-blame behaviors and they may feel that if they report it to anyone that people are going to laugh at them or judge them. It is really important for you to ask this person, what do they need from you? What can you do to help them in that moment? And you let them sit in the driver's seat and you let them decide the best course of action. And you do your best to support them through that. It's not for you to dictate what they should and shouldn't do and how it should and shouldn't look. So for those of you out there who are struggling, understand that it's normal to have mixed emotions. It's normal to be confused, to be frustrated, to feel betrayed by your own body. Sometimes after sexual assault, your body doesn't feel like a safe place anymore. You feel betrayed by your body, especially if you were someone whose body responded in what appears to be a positive way, such as an orgasm, That is not to say that you enjoyed the experience. Unfortunately, biologically, your body responded in the way that it was intended to when coming in contact with a sexual encounter. Some of you out there may be having dreams about your rape that may seem as though you love the person or you miss the person or you enjoyed the experience. Understand that your body is just trying to find ways to make sense of what took place. And I encourage all of you to get help if you're having things like that happen to you because you need to process what happened to you. And although it may make sense to you on your own, sometimes it's very helpful to meet with a professional that can help you reprocess. There are definitely different modalities out there that can help with trauma, that can help with sexual assault specifically. And sometimes you need to really process those emotions, those images, and those thoughts and cognitions that go along with your experience. In order for you to move forward and have a healthy life, to have healthy relationships after, I strongly advise you to get help so that you can have a better understanding of who you are as a person, what you went through, and what your boundaries are moving forward. That is not to say that it is your fault. That is not to say that you didn't have boundaries in the first place. But just to have some more clarity on what it is you want to do and how you want to do it, and also how you may want to communicate something like this to a future partner, that can be difficult as well. It's not easy to let a future partner know that something traumatic happened to you sexually. And sometimes those triggers may be activated during future sexual encounters. I can tell you firsthand that I've had those experiences where I've shut down during sex, where I may have had a crying spell during sex, or I may have struggled to feel loved during sex because I still have moments where I'm dissociating from my body because that's what I've taught myself to do after these experiences and that may be very difficult for a partner to understand a lot of people especially men from what I've seen might take in that information that you may have been sexually assaulted and may assume that you know it's part of your past that it's an unfortunate incident that took place But the knowledge around how it may show up in your current relationship is usually unknown. And I think it's important for you to have that conversation about what healthy sex is and what it feels like for you and what it looks like for you. Have an open dialogue. It may not be easy. Again, if you feel like you need to seek therapy and you want to bring your partner in to discuss that. I definitely encourage that because that can be helpful to facilitate that conversation. And this is not something that will necessarily go away. And just because it pops up for you doesn't mean that you're not healed. I want to make sure I emphasize that because oftentimes I see clients get upset when they talk about these things and they cry and they assume, man, I'm crying. That means that it's still an issue for me. I may not be healed. And that may not be the case. Trauma comes in waves just like other things in our life. We're always going to possibly have triggers. And unfortunately, when we look at things like media, we're going to see things in the news. We're going to see things in movies. We're going to see and hear things in music videos and songs. We're going to hear statements that are cringeworthy. We live in a very sexualized world where sometimes things go over people's heads, where sometimes people don't understand the impact of their words and their actions until someone brings it to their attention. And not that it's your job to do that, unless you feel so, but processing your assaults will help you navigate the world moving forward. So please don't feel guilty for any feelings that you may have, for any choices that you made. They're not uncommon. And I love telling my clients that because I can see the weight lifted off their shoulders when I tell them that a lot of these behaviors are not uncommon. Other people deal with the same things, may not look exactly the same, but it's happening out there. And if there are any groups that are moderated by professionals, I definitely encourage you to join them, whether that means group therapy, um, just trauma groups with professionals. I do not encourage you to join a group with a bunch of other individuals who have had the same experience and there's no one to moderate the room. It can be very triggering to be in a group full of other individuals who are just telling their experience over and over. There may be a part of you that wants to connect and wants to feel as though there are people out there that have had similar experiences, and that's perfectly fine, but understand it can be very triggering at the same time. And what we don't want is for you to develop a trauma bond with someone. So definitely make sure that you're protecting your peace, you're protecting yourself, and you're doing what you need to maintain a healthy life. Do not feel guilty for anything that you felt was right in the moment. We learn from experiences that happen in our life and we move accordingly with the new information that we've acquired. And that's literally all you can do. For those of you that have friends or families or colleagues that have been sexually assaulted, do your best to support them. Ask them what it is they need and just go from there. Take it one day at a time. Take it one moment at a time if that's what you need to do. Do not dictate what they need to do, when they need to do it, and why they need to do it. Just be present. That's literally the best gift that you can offer. And I'm going to end the episode here. I will see you all next week. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at Truth, And I will see you all next time.